0: The city of Edmonton proposing to raise property taxes by, wait for it, 7% in 2024. Now, I am emphasizing proposing. However, one thing is for sure, property taxes will be going up. And that is not impressing my next guest, Tim Cartmell, city councilor for Ward Pihesuan. Councilor Cartmell, thanks so much for your time.
1: Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here.
0: I love the blog you wrote, and people can check it out at timcartwell.com or .ca, Tim?
1: Uh, timcartwell.ca.
0: .ca, .ca. and it's a great blog because right away yesterday when Edmonton's administration talked about a proposed 7% property tax increase, you said, "Uh uh-uh, it doesn't have to be this way. What was your initial reaction?
1: well just that it doesn't have to be this way you know it's I mean you know it's been quite a week we've had a lot going on this week with uh, you know winter arriving and uh, with the hockey game that we kind of look forward to next week or, or on Sunday it's uh, it's an exciting week and lots of it's going on and you know in the midst of that to hear this news that uh, you know effectively when you're Driving on your way home, and you're perhaps struggling to get into work these last couple of mornings. That we're going to do less to help the situation when it comes to snow and ice, uh, but by the way, you're going to pay 7% more for it. I just that does not resonate with me, and I know that it does not resonate with uh, most of the people that I have the privilege of representing.
0: Now, city administrators are saying, well, just like your average homeowner, we're facing higher costs. And in a lot of situations, our salaries haven't gone up. So there's this shortfall. And this is how they are trying to sell us on the idea that we have to increase property taxes. Where do you see the disconnect there?
1: Well, just like in your home, uh, you know, you, you don't necessarily have the ability to go uh, into your boss and say, geez, you know, my power bill went up, so I need a raise. I demand a raise. You're going to give me a raise. You don't have that opportunity. And yet it's an easy thing to default, you know, with, uh, at, with, at the city that we'll just take more property tax out of your pocket. There's got to be a bit more consideration than that. There's got to be uh, a little bit more understanding that we cannot layer on. To what people are already experiencing with their household budgets. We need to look inside and think about how we do with less dollars, or at least do what we have to do with the dollars that we're already taking before we take more.
0: And is this that whole idea of, okay, go line by line, where can we see some savings? Why has this not happened in the past?
1: Well, so, you know, it's understandable. I will say this, you know, that we, haven't, we don't have a process like that set up. So other levels of government do. When a budget is, is dropped on the floor of the legislature or the House of Commons, uh, it goes through that, that first day process, but then it immediately goes to what they call Committee of Supply, where ministry by ministry, you have to come in and, and essentially defend that budget to, uh, to a committee of the legislature or of the House of Commons. We don't have that at, at City Council. We don't have a budget review committee or anything like that. And I'm saying perhaps we need to. Um, you know, and I, I think it's a lot to Asked quite frankly for administration to come in and, and offer up things that are going to get reduced knowing that you know let, let's face it that's talking about jobs that's talking about lower levels of service uh, we've repeatedly asked for that in the time that i've been on on city council and it just it, it just hasn't been offered and i don't think it's going to be so we need to try another tactic
0: and would that tactic then have someone from the outside going through that process? So it almost avoids any, I don't want to say a conflict of interest, but just a special interest in some areas. Just have someone who has no attachment to this to say, this is how you can make some savings.
1: Well, that's, and that's the thing is, you know, somebody that's objective that has no attachment to this necessarily, either political or administrative. So, and let's be targeted about that. You know, I'm, I'm not in favor of hiring consultants to do consultant work uh, necessarily. I'm not sure that that pays off either. But, you know, let's examine, uh, Let's let's. and I, I don't like throwing up examples necessarily, but, you know, let's take the example of uh, how we manage projects. Well, we have a lot of general contracting firms in Edmonton. Uh, are there some, some people that have retired from positions, from senior positions in those firms that can offer some insight about how you set up uh, a department or a or an office that manages construction projects? Is there something to learn from that? Maybe, you know, in, by way of efficiencies. Is there, can we find a way to take some of the positions that might be doing that work and migrate those positions to other places where we find service lacking? You know, and I again, I hate offering a single example because I think people feel like they're targeted that way, but I think we have to start talking about these things in, in discrete sets and talk about the different lines of service that we offer and how there might be external expertise that can help us with how we offer them.
0: My guest this afternoon is Tim Cartmel, City Councillor Ward Pihesu, and and we are talking about a proposed 7% increase in property taxes and how we can ensure that it doesn't go that high. I I mentioned that timcartmel.ca, you've written a great uh, blog that just throws out some of your ideas as far as how we can look at things. And, And you touch on the fact that I guess it's Good, uh, but also maybe a criticism that the city of Edmonton has these high building standards. How does that lead to problems sometimes?
1: Well, and, uh, you know, I think that the focus needs to be on the operating budget more so than on the capital budget. But I, you know, I, I think that we've found that uh, we've had too many instances lately where it's been form over function and we've found ourselves with some pretty expensive buildings. And, you know, so um, and and there's some examples of recent buildings that have had uh, very expensive exterior siding, very expensive fit and finish in the washrooms. And that's that's not to say that City of Edmonton employees shouldn't have really comfortable and and welcoming environments to work in but they don't necessarily need to be the most expensive finishes you know that you can find there's other ways of building those buildings so you know we have a a discussion that's happened at city council lately about amenities that can be offered uh, you know to the growing parts of the city and, and the city can't keep up well as an example can we design one skateboard park and build 10 of them can we design one splash pad and build 10 or 15 or 20 of them can we design one arena with a fitness center and a community league room and build six eight or 10 of those that you know that aren't fancy necessarily on the outside energy efficient meeting our goals you know in terms of sustainable infrastructure but on the inside is where you find um, you know where you're going to see kids that are enjoying the ice or enjoying the pool Uh, and not this extravagant form on the outside i think I think there's room for that. And, uh, you know, so, you know, economies of scale and how we manage projects. uh, I just, I I see and hear too much of how the standard we set for fit and finish of our buildings is driving the cost up of those same buildings.
0: Is there also a conversation, and I'm throwing it out here, some of my listeners Mm -hmm. may agree, some may be very angry, but... Is this a time to pause on the skateboards or the rinks or the you know those kind of things that some people might see as a bit of a luxury?
1: Well, I think it's time to think about doing them differently, and then think about you know can we afford them? I it's you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I sat with a group of business leaders uh, on Monday morning, and one of the things they talked about in, in the challenges they're seeing is labor retention in their companies. And, you know, and it's, it's, some degree about salary but in when you're talking about a city like Edmonton it's about attracting retaining and attracting people to our city. Well the city needs to have more than you know than just a job and a well-plowed road there needs to be other things in the city that people enjoy and some of those things fall at the feet of of the city of Edmonton so it's not necessarily stopping doing those things but doing those things in a more cost-effective way so that the buildings uh, or the infrastructure offers what needs to be offered uh, attaches the level of investment to the need that we need to meet but not in an extravagant or overinflated way and i think there's just too many examples that i hear about of that exaggerated um overspent inflated uh, investment that 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 just simply is more about form than it is about function
0: my guest this afternoon is tim cartmel a counselor for ward peso and we just talked about skateboards hockey rinks <laughs> recreation coming up after the break tim mm-hmm. i want to talk about how you think we've got to get back to focusing on sports tourism i'm angela cocott in for chelsea bird back after this my conversation with councillor tim cartmel councillor for Win, and we're talking about at this point a proposed seven percent increase in property taxes tim i just want to read a couple here uh, because uh let's see adam says i'm very impressed with tim's work ethic it's a shame that many of his peers on council refuse to sharpen a pencil and be smarter with financial decisions now before you get too big of a head on that one here's one from john just saying uh let's see here uh they do this all the time they always scare us by starting high and then settle for a lower number it's all a big trick they do it every year so is this just a big trick from administrators saying okay this is what it's going to be and then you kind of go into budget deliberations and you come out with a six percent and you think hey that's a good deal
1: you know, I've heard that a lot in the last couple of days, and uh, and I appreciate the cynicism. That has absolutely been the trend in past years where, you know, you, you, you scare people with a 4 or 5% tax increase and it lands at 35 and it feels like we've saved the world. Uh, I get that criticism. The report that has been offered and, and the numbers that have come out came from administration and City Council does not see reports from administration before the general public does. We you see that information the same time you do so while that might well, I understand that the, the the criticism is that this is the way it's evolved in the past and maybe administration is playing a bit of a game with us. Uh, it's, not, it's not political motivation in terms of the politicians around the council table that, that results in that. And I will also say that through the conversations we had over the last year, I don't think that's what's at work this time. I, I think that we're down to a set of some pretty difficult conversations and choices to be made and that uh, it's going to be difficult to get away from the 7% number and honestly for every for every percentage so to speak that we would take it down there's another percentage waiting in the wings that that it should go up things like more investment in uh, in maintenance and renewal of our fixed assets for instance which we are underspending quite significantly on so this is this will not be an easy tangle to get out of
0: why do you think we're losing our edge in something like sports tourism and what that could mean to the bottom line of a budget so what's kind of
1: happened, uh, with, and so the events I'm talking about are participatory events. So things like the triathlon, for, for instance, where, uh, you know, for so many years, we've had just an extremely successful event where people come from around the world, uh, bring their money to Edmonton, and I'm saying that deliberately, to participate in our triathlon. Uh, they fill up our hotels, they fill up our restaurants, and they come here to participate, you know, in, in this way. Um, we're seeing less support uh, for those events in terms of sponsorship dollars and those kinds of things. And we're seeing less support quite frankly from the provincial government and from the city. And so the support is waning, those those events are getting harder to put on in Edmonton, but at the same time, other cities are seeing an opportunity there to attract dollars from outside of their economic area into their economy, and they're promoting these kinds of events. You know, uh, when we put you know a million or two million dollars into uh, supporting an event like triathlon we get the investment back in our economy many times over but it's been harder to get that support at both the government and the sponsorship level so um, you know we're it's getting more competitive with other cities uh and it's not coming to venton by default where you know a few years ago it might have
0: well you know what we've uh, got a lot of texts coming in and i'll try to share those throughout the afternoon i really appreciate your time
1: Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Have a great day.
0: Tim Cartmell, counselor for Ward-Piesewen.